Warning, this episode includes personal opinions of Barry Mitzman. Yes, I've come to the point where I am going to voice my own personal opinions. I was reserved at first, um, nervous that I would offend people, but I think it's time for me to really speak my mind, and if it resonates with people, great. And if it doesn't resonate with people, I'd be glad to have private conversations. I am somebody that respects people, respects their opinions, and I just hope that people can reciprocate the same way. So hope you enjoy, hope you relate to this, and if not, be kind. My name is Barry Mitzman. A few years ago, I was able to do it all. But when illness struck, my life was turned completely upside down. The smallest of tasks became the biggest of challenges. But now that I'm on the road to healing, I ask myself, will I ever be able to once again do it all? Do I even want to do it all? WOV is an exploration of what we as women can do to create our best selves and to be able to lead a great life, a happy life, a WOV life. This week's WOV Life episode is sponsored by Susan Zilberman, Mind Body Eating Coach. We're drowning in a diet culture and there's there's this crazy obsession with food and dieting and fad diets that in my opinion, don't really work. So Susan Zilberman, mind, body, eating coach, wants to try to undo that diet culture and teach people to learn to love eating again and stop being so obsessed with food and diets that it takes them away from living. To learn more about Susan's mind, body, eating approach and to book your free 30-minute consultation, head over to Mind Body Eating Coach on Instagram or check her out on her website at mbecoach.com. What's up, WOVs? Welcome back to another episode of The WOV Life. I'm your host, Barry Mitzman. So let's start with a little bit of a recap, shall we? So two episodes ago, we had Ariella Metal from Teach Their Soul and a few things that I want to say on that. Number one, if you didn't listen to it and you're a parent or you're a teacher or you want to be a parent, You should probably go back and listen to it. Fine. That's one thing. Um, Something else I wanted to approach is the idea that when you're educating children, and honestly, I think that if we miss this boat, then we should catch up ourselves, is we have to realize what's actually important for the child or for the person to learn and to know. Um, Like Ariella said, we can't really prepare for the future as we don't know what the future holds in regards to societal norms and and tasks and tests and things like that. And I got a few messages um, when we mentioned the point of not telling the kid when there's an issue going on um, between the teacher and the parents. This is not for a kid who understands what's going on. We're not talking about middle school kids who can sense tension or, or high school kids that really have a say for themselves. We're talking about younger kids where the issues are not that serious, but you have a disagreement with the teacher and their approach or something, you know, if it's something that endangers the child, obviously you have to tell the kid, but if it's not, don't be dramatic. Take care of it like adults and leave the kid out of it because you know what? They might be loving school. And if a kid comes in and says something completely disrespectful to the teacher, that sounds like a parent probably is because they were listening to your conversation about you bashing their teacher. Fine. 
Episode after that, Flappish Girl. So many things I need to say about this. Um, first point is there's more than meets the eye. You know, you see Flappish Girl's page and you can think a million and one things about her. But it's important to note that there's more to a person than the images that they post on social media or the stories that they post on social media. There's a person and there's a mind and there's a life behind that. Second thing, just because someone does something you disagree with doesn't make them a bad person or someone you can't learn from. I personally would not do many things that other people do on social media. I personally am a little bit more reserved on my social media. You'd be surprised when I say that because I'm saying reserved in, I don't know, some people like to sing on their social media or dance on their social media or I don't know, those things I'm not really comfortable doing. Personality-wise, I'm not really reserved. But just because somebody does something on social media or does something in real life or dresses a certain way or looks a certain way or acts a certain way doesn't make them somebody that you can't relate to at all. You know, something that I can learn from Flappish Girl, though I, I my page is nothing like Flappish Girl's, is that it's important to promote others and help each other in business because I've heard so many stories from bloggers about the drama and the clicks and, and leaving people out and, and dissing them and bullying them. And, and, and it's just like, we're so competitive and we're forgetting that God runs the world and you're going to get as many followers and as much business as you're supposed to get. You should probably just get off your high horse and help people because that's not going to get you, you know, you're going to get money and that's nice and everything, but being a horrible person is not going to be good for you in the long run. Okay. Kind of moving into that, something I wanted to talk about um, today is the divides we make within our own communities. Um, as many of you already know, I am an Orthodox Jew. I live in middle of nowhere, Nevada. No, I do not live in Las Vegas. I say Las Vegas because it's it's just convenient. But no, I don't live on the Strip. And no, there are dancers living down my block. Like, not what you think. But just because I'm living out of big, concentrated Jewish areas doesn't mean I don't see things and I don't hear things. Um, first thing is that I see a lot on social media that I want to address right now. I'm not going to delve into the specific sects of religion and the specific sects within Judaism because I don't want to point one out more than the other. I might say right wing, I might say left wing, but something that I noticed that I'm really, really not so happy about and I want people to think about because I used to think it's okay is that it's totally socially acceptable to make fun of people who are more right wing but if somebody on the right wing decides to make fun of somebody on the left wing, it's like totally horrific and disgusting and like disgusting and, and just horrible. But if somebody decides to make a video and make fun of a more right wing sect of religion, 
It's so funny. It's so relatable. It's on point. I'm going to share it and it's viral. And you know what? I personally think it's disgusting because there are people of those sects that I've met that are not like the people that these people are portraying. I find it completely not okay. Not, not only because they're making fun of somebody else within their religion, but because if it was the other way around, people would be hunting them down and bashing them. So if you can't, if you can't take it, don't dish it. That's the first thing. Um, I get, I get very angry about this concept. Um, so you're just going to have to bear with me, but it's, it's very, I don't know, it's innate within us. I don't know if it's because of society or things like that, but we're very, very quick to categorize people based on different things, based on how they dress, based on what institutions they're affiliated with, um, based on what brands they're wearing, um, what not even not even with the level of observance, because I do see that people judge like with that. But the thing that also like, okay, sorry, thing that really also bothers me is that people like nitpick on like what is according to Jewish law permissible, but socially divisive. Like, what is it that's socially dividing that they're doing? Do they wear a headscarf or do they wear a wig? Do they wear tights or do they not wear tights? How long is the wig? Is it, like, to to their shoulder or is it, like, by their collarbone? Or do they have any extra piercings? Okay, piercings, that one's a little bit sensitive. Some of you may have seen my nose ring rant that I went on YouTube, and that was my first very successful video. It's a little sad because that one is like full of emotion and whatever, but like I'm trying to teach Torah in the other ones and those aren't really getting much, uh, <laughs> as much interaction, but here's the deal. A year and a half ago, I was really, really wrecked with a choice of if I wanted to get a nose ring or not. Mind you, again, I don't live in New York anymore where it's not socially acceptable, even though according to Jewish law, it is permissible, which again, really bothers me. But again, I'm very respectful of the communities I'm in. And if I would have been in a very orthodox community that finds it completely unacceptable, according to social norms, I would not have had it. But again, live in Nevada. And I was very nervous that people would judge me. So I actually asked a group of women who were involved in outreach and some people were like, do it. It, Like you're young, have fun. Like it's not something that's forbidden. And some people were like, is this going to bring you closer to God or is it going to take you away from God? I'm like, just because I want to get a little stud in my nose doesn't mean I'm questioning my faith. Y'all need to relax. And the negative views and the negative the negativity in the very politically phrased words just just got to me and I told them you know what I decided I'm not going to get it and then one day I was like what is the reason behind me not wanting to get a nose ring and 
it came to me that the reason why I was holding back was because I was afraid of what people would think. Now, I figured this as a teaching moment for myself because if I decided to push myself with something external and just go against the current and be like, I don't care what you think, this is permissible, and God is not mad at me for this because it is permissible, I'm not distancing myself, and this is a way for me to learn that if I want to do something that people don't necessarily agree with, but it's for God and it's for, for good, then just do it. So I was like, all right, let's go. Got my husband in the car. I'm like, we're going to get a piercing. So I go get this guy, nice big dude with giant tattoos and big gauges in his ears. And we were talking and he was like looking at my husband. He's like, oh, you look just like my brother. Yeah. Like at his wedding and his yamakon and everything. And he's like, oh, my grandma makes shakshuka. And I was like, oh, nice Jewish boy. You want to come for Shabbos? Anyway, the reactions that followed. My parents did not care. My mother thought I already had one, which is hilarious. My father's like, that's it. I'm going to get one. Um, some people started talking about me, um, saying that maybe I'm getting less religious and it was a bad move for me to move to Henderson, Nevada, because, you know, being there, I'm probably, you know, falling, falling away and then losing my way and blah, blah. But besides for that, I, I didn't like some of the other reactions that I got. So some people, you know, saw the nose ring, put me in the category of, I don't know, like, Israeli vibe, Orthodox, whatever. And I hate being put into boxes. If somebody asks me what box I'm in, I can't tell them because I don't know. Um, but some people viewed it as permission. And slowly but surely, I saw quite a few people get nose rings. Some people in my friend circles, some people a little bit out that follow me, whatever. And the thing that bothered me about that is don't use somebody else as a measuring stick. I have a feeling that quite a few people said, oh, so Barry's really orthodox, and if she got one, then it's okay for me to get one. No, 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 no. Don't use other people as your measuring stick. Use your own conscience and use your own beliefs. I know you may be thinking that maybe I'm just conceited for thinking that people used me as their own measuring stick. But when I decided to take my nose piercing out, yes, I don't have a nose piercing anymore. I can finally join back into the yeshivish community. Most people were totally fine with it and were like, oh, okay, but you looked cute and at this and that. But there were a few people that, that were actually very upset by it. And they asked me why I took it out. And I said, you know what? It's just for me. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not feeling it anymore. And I don't see myself necessarily wearing something like this down the line. And that actually got some people angry. And I really truly feel that that's because they felt this justification when I had it. And then once I took it out, there was no longer this justification. I don't know if I should say all these things. I'm probably going to get in trouble. But you know what? It's my podcast. I can do what I want. I see people all the time using others as their conscience. You know, if, if she's doing it or if they're doing it, it's okay. I mean, listen, I, I've, I've seen it in the blogging world. I've seen it like once people in the fashion world and in the 
Jewish clothing store world find it okay to no longer cover different parts of the body, then it's like, oh, so you can still be orthodox and do this even though it's not necessarily the right thing to do. And people use that as their conscience and their measuring stick. And it brought me to the conclusion that for the most part, Jewish observance is dead. And people observing Judaism is dead. The Torah is not dead, but people trying to keep the Torah, for the most part, their souls are pretty dead because, uh, I'm just going to say it. Judaism has become a social norm. It has become a way to get in with the right crowds and to find the right spouse and to get the kids in the right schools. It is no longer a passion or a privilege, but an inconvenient necessity. I'm going to let that sink in for a sec because I realized it pretty recently. I met up with a bunch of women from across the country and some from across the world, and they've seen that Judaism by the Jews is really just non-existent. So how could the woman of valor exist if the observance is based on a lie and based on other people and other people's consciences and no longer for based on people thinking of themselves like for themselves and let's get back to judging for a second I am definitely guilty of judging I not not unaffiliated Jews no, I, I'm really good with those. I'm really good. I worked in the outreach field for a number of years, and not once did I judge the teens or the college kids for their lack of observance because mm, they didn't know any better. But the problem that we have today, or that I had, is that those who grew up observant, I expected to know better. Let's give you an example. I got back from Israel from seminary almost almost a decade ago. Not quite, but almost a decade ago. And when I got back, I really wanted to go to this really beautiful shul, this synagogue that has a beautiful Yom Kippur davening. Um, their services are unbelievable. People singing all together, like beautiful, amazing connection. And I wasn't well um, around the time that I was supposed to go for Yom Kippur. So I ended up staying home and I went to the synagogue that my brother went to. And no, there was not a lot of singing. And no, there were barely any women in the women's section. So I'm sitting there and if you looked at me, you looked me up and down, you'd assume that I am ultra-Orthodox. And next to me was this woman who I looked up and down. I can't even tell you how many times because I was in shock of what she was wearing. Okay, I, I was able to tell what type of undergarments or lack of undergarments she was wearing because it wouldn't have made a difference as to whether she was wearing that layer of lycra or spandex or whatever it is that she was wearing on her body and 
things were low cut and things were not covered and the hair, whether it was hers or not hers, I could not tell. I didn't know where her wig began and ended and was longer than her skirt and whatever. Let's just say my Yom Kippur davening was highly disrupted by the amount of judging I was doing of this woman. And I remember her crying at the end of Yom Kippur. I was, I was not. Um, I was not moved. I was not moved by the service. I was not moved by the environment I was in. And I was sure not moved by the company I was in. And yet this woman is crying and crying. And I hate to admit it, but the only thing that I thought to myself was, wow, she must have done a lot of bad things this year that she needs to repent for. Uh, I was a terrible person, but that's fine because I was doing things my own way and I didn't really care about other people. And I just put myself, aligned myself with people that were like me, or I would try to do outreach with the people that didn't know. And I would enlighten them and tell them not to judge. And yet I was the biggest judger in the entire universe. And the realization that I came to is just because somebody went to a yeshiva or had a Jewish education doesn't mean that they know a blessed thing about Judaism does not mean that they know any better. I I, I hear women on both sides. I I opened up a conversation about modesty on, on my Instagram and some people were like, listen, you can't judge. Like different people are in different places. Some people said, listen, the school system really screwed me over. Like they, they really didn't teach the most important things. And then I had people that just told me that there's no source for it, which is incredibly incorrect. Um, and people said, oh, well, you know, in the 1950s, they didn't, they didn't. I'm just using modesty as an example because I did my research on it. And they're all oh, in the 1950s. They didn't cover just because they didn't necessarily cover the things that they're supposed to cover. doesn't mean they were doing the right thing and doesn't mean we're, we're doing the right thing. And the common thread that I figured out after speaking to so many people is that people just don't understand. They don't understand the reason and the passion behind immersing in the mikvah every month. They don't understand the reason and the passion of covering because covering their bodies and, and understanding that their bodies are are a tool and there's there's real beauty behind it. And I, I spoke to somebody about it and I was like, wow, like, Nobody ever taught me that, but I just felt like it was the right thing to do, and God said so, so I did it. But these schools, a lot of them, listen, there are definitely exceptions, and I'm sure there are, and if they are, just send them to me because, you know, I'll send my daughter there. And I know I'm focusing on the Orthodox community, and I'm focusing on modesty. Like, those are the things, but unfortunately, the reality is, is that people (laughs) judge by appearance, and... I've fallen prey to that, and that was just one example. But there are so many different examples where we really just lose sight as to why we do things. And I think the most important thing to know before you judge anyone is just because you think they know better doesn't mean that they actually do. And just because you think somebody is whatever you think they are doesn't mean it's true and there's a huge concept in Judaism about not judging someone because they don't know sometimes people are not held accountable because they they simply don't know 
even if they lived in an Orthodox home, even if they went to the best of the best ultra-Orthodox schools, even if they went to the best whatever, if they're married to the most learned bloody blah Like, you don't know if their souls are dead. You don't know what they've learned or what they haven't learned, and it's very likely that the latter is true, that they haven't learned. They can recite different verses from the Torah back and forth, but if you ask them why you're supposed to go to the mikvah or why it's beautiful to go to the mikvah, I think people would be shocked. They'd say, well, actually, I'm really struggling with it, and I, I don't actually go anymore. Like, I don't think people understand the issues that are going on in the Orthodox community. A lot of people are just dropping things. It's not because they don't love God, and it's not because they don't love Judaism. It's because they simply don't know and they don't understand. And I'm hoping with the help of a lot of women and a lot of people, we can start to change that because our communities are on fire. And I mean, why would you add more fire of judging to it? You just, you got to understand we're a mess right now. It's the people who didn't grow up Orthodox and then decide to learn about their Judaism that actually have a much better understanding and a passion for Judaism. So why is it that we all don't go through the same process? Why don't we all go through this discovery? Because as much as we think we know, I don't think we do. Like at this meeting that I went to, they were talking about like the different commandments and different mitzvot and the beauty behind them. And my eyes popped out of my head. I'm like, wow, I never learned that. And I consider myself somebody who's a balachuva, somebody who came closer to God because I went from one side of the spectrum and I moved more to the right. But still, I did go to a yeshiva and I'm humbled to know that as much as I think I know, there's so much more that I don't. And if you understand and you know the beauty and, 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 and Judaism is a passion for you, then go out and help. Please go out and help. Start, start a small group. Um, smart, start a, a small like live on Instagram something. Because people are, are craving to be woken up and to just at least understand and feel like what they're doing isn't a waste of time or that that there is meaning. There is meaning because... As many people who look the part and dress the part, a very large percentage of those are questioning whether there is a God or if there isn't. Keep that in mind the next time you look somebody up and down and you assume that they know better. Best you assume that they don't. Thanks so much for listening. Um, if you have any feedback, you have any advice, uh, you have any programming you want to start, please message me. Please email me at barry at the wovlife.com or message me on Instagram at the wovlife or at barriana. <sighs> this needs to change. This was a little bit heavy. I'm going to have to go just, <laughs> I guess, relax right now <laughs> and, and, and take this in. Because as much as other people need to hear it, I needed to hear it myself. See you later. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the WOV Life. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the WOV Life. Thanks for listening.